Hello and welcome to our day night podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to our show. Today we have the pleasure to talk to Dr. Amanpreet Carr. She's a colleague of mine from my medical school. Uh, both of us went to American University of Antigua. And this is kind of what we wanted to talk about today in our episode. So it should be really fun. Uh, Dr. Amen, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Hey, Alex. I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for taking time uh, to be with us tonight. How, uh, how is it going? <laughs> It's going good. I've been, I've been just enjoying my time off until we start off with our residency. So making the most of the time off we have right now. What about you? Yeah, me too. Um, it's going to be, we're going to start, uh, I'm going to start on June 29th, my residency and you around the same time or? Yeah, so we start our orientation around the last week of June and the first day of residency is July 1st. Okay. Yeah, similar. I think everybody kind of starts around the same time, um, their uh, residency. And you matched at um, in um, Las Vegas at the yes. um, Sunrise Health Mountain View Hospital. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, congratulations to you too. You're up in your hometown. Thank you so much. Everything uh, worked out for us. And uh, even... We wanted to talk to tonight's episode about uh, Caribbean uh, medical students and a Caribbean pathway to share with our audience that is interested to maybe join um, in the future to go to attend to a Caribbean medical school. So okay. be, it should be fun. Yeah, so let's, sorry, uh, I cut you off there. Oh, no, it's <laughs> okay. Sorry. I was just saying, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. So, um, I just get a little bit of background uh, from you. Let us know where did you do your undergrad at and what was your major and how uh, you came across uh, of wanting to go into medical school? Yeah, so um, I actually started very young uh, into exploring whether or not medicine was the right path for me. Um, I remember during high school, we had to do this project called iSearch, and we had to interview three professionals in the field we were interested in going into. And during that time, I ended up interviewing three physicians, and I was really fascinated with the role that they played in our community. And at that time, even though I was very young, I started volunteering in the ER. And then um, throughout my undergrad, which I completed at University of California, Merced, UCM, I did my bachelor's in biological sciences there. And the time that I would get off during the summers, I would spend shadowing some of the physicians to make sure that this was exactly what I wanted to do. So um, yeah, I started very young and then I ended up taking like a year and a half off because I couldn't get into a US medical school. So I worked in a uh, biotech company and we basically the biotech company did a whole bunch of um, genetic testing. So they did NIPT, the non-invasive okay. prenatal testing. So they would get um, samples from the mother, pregnant women, and then they would extract DNA and we would sequence it and look for like any kind of sequencing disorders. For, for example, Huntington's, you know, the CAG repeat. And we would try to like see if they would have any kind of like um, any kind of um, 
genetic abnormalities in the fetus as they're growing. So we, I was part of like the research assistant or like a quality assistant at that, um, at that company. So it was mm -hmm. pretty good. Like I got good, I got a good exposure of the, um, the cellular background um, <laughs> of the human, <laughs> human. Nice. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. So about the human body and stuff. So yeah, after that, one of my friends from UC Merced actually reached out to me saying that um, UC, AUA was a great program and that I should consider it. So I did. I applied. I got in. And I'm kind of glad that I did. And now I'm here. That's awesome. Did you always know you wanted to become a doctor? Uh, was there something that you can say that inspired you to become a doctor? Yeah, so like I actually come from a family full of nurses and I knew I wanted to go beyond that. And yeah, I just, there's just something that I saw as a kid, you know, volunteering in the ER and I was just fascinated by that environment and that, that role that the physicians played in our community, you know. And at that time, I would get such like an adrenaline rush just being in the ER where I would like go do eight hour shifts over the summer, especially, you know, and I, and I loved it. So I think at that point, like I knew I don't see myself doing anything else. And that's what, what kind of the best, uh, I think, out cir circumstances, right? To do something, to do your job, uh, to do something you love as your job, right. I think. Because, and us as, I think, as future physicians, and even when we're medical students, I feel like we, we have a good reward system with uh, mm -hmm. our job like even though we work a lot of hours or you know we will work a lot of hours uh we will have a, a lot of reward system from our patients from you know it's a very nice feeling to have that and i think that's that's what i love most about uh going into medicine and being a doctor is mm -hmm. that i'm really happy with my job and even though i'm there like working and i didn't even eat i don't care because right? that's yeah. where I love to be, you know. Yep, it's very rewarding. Yeah. And uh, I think you mentioned to me during another conversation that you were spending as a young kid 40 hours with your mom, you know, during the summer in the ER and uh, just putting those hours yeah. in as a kid. That's hard, right? Like you, you mentioned that to me. You were. Yeah, yeah. So it was during like summer, you know, like I didn't know how to drive at that time. So I would just go yeah. mom goes to work and then I would get out when she would get out. But I loved it. You know, I would I would go every day and it was, it was pretty cool. And I made really good connections at that time. And some of those positions I'm still in touch with, and they've been my mentor. Even right now, I contact them, and they've helped me write my personal statement and getting me prepped up for interviews, and they've been very helpful. That's great. That's what you have to do. Uh, I think if you know people are in high school right now or trying to go to medical school or another grad or grad school, whatever, um, this is the right thing to do. You have to work a little bit in research. You have to be just go show how passionate you are, work up some you know, connections and show your interest and your passion for this field. So right. sounds like uh, you did that and uh, it worked out for you very well. You're doing what <laughs> you <sure>. love. <laughs> so we mentioned a little bit, like you mentioned that we both did, that we both went to AUA, you went to medical school through the Caribbean. And I want to, so you said somebody from your university, um, let you know about AUA. Uh, mm -hmm. it, was there anything else that made you pick that school, or did you hear about them through a seminar? Because I did, so I was wondering if they, if you heard about the school from anywhere else than your friend. No, I actually did not because 
I mean, going to a different country was a big decision. So knowing someone that's already going through that process made it a little easier to pursue it. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but overall, like, I didn't really have any seminars that I attended for the school or anything like that. But I did look into it, obviously, after yeah. hearing about it. And I mean, I went for it. And it was good. I'm kind of glad I did. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I went, when I was applying um, to medical school. So uh, I I was in downtown with my parents and we randomly not like we randomly saw this poster that said a seminar about AUA. So we went in and looked and we didn't even know this thing, these schools existed. So that was an eye opener. And when I got home, I did my research, like I was just looking. It is a very uh, hard decision to take. Don't you agree to for, yeah. to do your medical school on an island that you don't know? Like it's a, it was a very, for me, like when I was researching, I was like very mm-hmm. kind of, I'm not going to say like a little bit skeptical. Um, yeah. I felt, yeah. Like you don't know what, what to expect and you don't know. Absolutely. But as you said, like it turned out really good and I'm really glad I made this decision because mm-hmm. it was a really good opportunity for uh, us to become physicians, good physicians, you know, to train us well. And, and I'm glad I took that road. Um, yeah. I but, agree. Uh, yeah. So, but I was, as I was saying, it's very <laughs> strange to move to another country. So yeah. how, how is it for you? Was it, was it a difficult decision living home, you know, to go alone in this unknown environment in this case, an island, um, leaving your family behind, you know, how was your transition like? So my transition is actually interesting. So like I come from a very conservative family. So back in the days when I moved out for undergrad, it was already a big deal. Like, you know, I was expected to come home like every weekend or stuff like that. And even I wasn't used to living alone. Right. It was very young right after high school when you're moving out for college. So I remember like driving home every like weekend for the first year, because I was like, I'm not used to living alone. And it's just so weird not having family around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I think like eventually, like my parents got used to that. And I got used to that. And, you know, as the years progressed, the second and third year became every two weeks, and then every month, and then, you know, every couple weeks here and there, I would come home as we progressed through the semesters. But like going to Antigua was a completely different deal because now like it's not just two hours away from home it's you know thousands of miles away from home and I would come home after like months you know after a semester is done not just you know randomly after a month is done or whatever so it was it was a little hard I would say it took a little time getting to and the other thing that also made it hard was you're on a different country you're no longer in the U.S. so I've actually never been out of the country. So for me, it was a completely like an eye-opening experience. You know what? Yeah. So like I was born in India, but I was raised here. So I've never been yeah. back to India actually. So I've never really seen what it's like being outside of the U.S. And I've, ne- I've never been outside the country before. So for me, it was like really shocking at first. I would say my first semester was very like difficult to get through. But right. I would say that the friends that I've made, um, during that time there made that process a lot easier and I'm grateful for that and they're still one of my good friends that I talk to every day but that's great I would say um, that's the only thing that made me get through it 
Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. Moving down there, it's a tough decision to make, especially if you have a family, if you have kids. Um, in this case, that you you know you haven't been outside, so you don't know what to expect going to this new island um, alone or with your mm-hmm. family. You don't know if if you with your family if they're going to get jobs, etc. So yeah, I mean, it is a very um, unique and difficult decision you need, uh, they, people need to take. But for me, in my opinion, was the best decision I've ever taken and I would do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my husband had to leave his job back home in the States to wow. come yeah. and sacrifice um, a few years of our lives in Antigua, but it worked out, you know. So yeah, and of course, it's a difficult thing to move there. But if you were to do it again, you, you would you do it? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> now I know where everything is on that island. So I <laughs> yeah. make it a lot easier. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, exactly. It's a very small island with about, I don't want to say this wrong, 80,000 people. Yeah, maybe. sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so the most difficult thing for you is that you were away from your family or what was the most difficult thing for you down there? Yeah, it was basically everything, being away from the family and getting adjusted to the new culture and getting adjusted to the new country that we're living in and the style of living there too. You know, like everything down here in the States, we have at our fingertips. Like you want to yeah. go to Target, it's like right there. Yes. And you drive and you get it. But it's not that easy <laughs> on the island, you know? <laughs> No, and actually, this is one of the things that I miss the most for shopping. <laughs> I'm like a little bit, I love to shop so much. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, we had one, uh, one big grocery store that we went to. And uh, that was our kind of uh, shopping uh, place. <laughs> yeah. So, the Epicurean, right? <laughs> the Epicurean, yes, yes. I mean, if we should talk a little bit about the island, I mean... Uh, just to get the a little, a little bit about the background of the campus. So I think let's start with the campus, the medical campus. So my okay. opinion is, was that the campus was beautiful. Um, yes. Very nice, clean, new, um, resourceful, a very nice view to the water, nice libraries. Yep. Honestly, it had everything for, um, for us to do, uh, yep. to study, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Like the water was the best part. I remember like, so I used to study in the library, you know, me and my friends, and we would actually walk down to the water when we needed like a little break. We would just walk down to the water and take a little break and sit down there for a little bit and then come back and start again. So it was, it was nice to be like right by the water. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you studied a lot. Uh, this would you describe us a casual study day, a normal (laughs) day for you? (laughs) How it was like? Yeah, Yeah. So like, me and my roommates, my roommate, and then like a couple of our friends, we used to like carpool together in the car. So we would decide like the night before what time we're going to head up to the library the next day. So we would get there sometimes around 7am, 8am in the morning or something like that. And then have breakfast there, study in the morning, attend class, and then come back and study again. So we would be on campus all day long. You know, we would eat our breakfast, lunch, and dinner on campus. And we would go home mm. around 9 p.m. or something, 10 p.m. And then maybe even longer when it's during block exams. And then we would repeat the next day. And that was basically my schedule for the first two years on the island. We would go enjoy, obviously, after block exams or something like that. But, you know, you got to put in the effort when you're in the med school. 
Exactly. That sounds about right. If you want to have success, you got to be disciplined. You got to put on a lot of work. Uh, like I said, there's resources. The campus is beautiful. Um, professors are knowledgeable. So it was good. It was good. Um, so tell us a little bit, what would you do after the block? So blocks are after <laughs> at the end of every um, subject. Uh, yep. For for every I forgot how many we had. Yeah, anyway, so I, it was like every semester had like three blocks. There you go. So yeah. um yeah, so like after every block, I know me and my friends we would just go out and grab some dinner or something, and then maybe the next day we'll spend some time at the beach because you know obviously our sports are not out and we're just enjoying in the meantime. Yeah. And then you start classes again for the next block, so then the studying starts all over again. I remember that was the worst feeling. <laughs> Right, waiting like for after the scores the, was horrible. Yeah, yeah, waiting for the scores pretty bad. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we would go. There's a lot of uh, nice little restaurants on the beach close to the mm -hmm. campus. Um, there is that's where we everybody would go, and they would eat dinner. They would drink. Um, you know, not uh, uh, what did I like on the island? What was it called? Oh, I can't forget. There was, was like larders. Like they had good sushi. Yeah, <laughs> they had really good sushi, and uh, they had amazing desserts. And yeah. what was that one that we we used to go to a lot? The really little nice restaurant. Oh yes, Garden Grill. Garden Grill was really nice as well. But there was one. Oh my goodness! And it was it's Is so. Is it the one on by Sandals? Yes, the one. What is that one called? Honestly, I'm blanking out on the name yeah, too. But yeah, I was right on the water. Oh, Coco, Coco restaurant, Coconut Grove. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Anyway, very beautiful, very beautiful places. Uh, it was, it was nice. It was nice to enjoy that. Um, but other than that, like you mentioned, eating on campus, because I want to talk a little bit about that and your experience with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely no um, Chick Fil A or um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. McDonald's. <laughs> but there was, McDonald's. Good, there was good local food, I would say. Remember the Very good. They had yes. some, I mean, you know, you look at it from far and you're like, oh my God, I should not be eating there. But the right? food was actually pretty good. You know? It was amazing. Like authentic food, like really good. And they were like, I was like, oh my God, this is really good. You know, the trucks you see on the food channel, like they would surf like food like that this guy was amazing he was like yeah, this young chef and he was like i was like what yeah i, I gained a lot of weight uh, yeah no, for sure and then i really miss you know what honestly smoothie guy the smoothie, sm smoothie. Uh, the smoothie that's shop. what i was gonna say like at that uh <laughs> coconut grove they made amazing smoothie that we like to drink like with coconut and passion fruit and oh my god they were really yes. good yes the school the the smoothie person on the school um that had the smoothie shot his passion fruit and mango i cannot find anywhere that was literally my go-to every single day amazing amazing so yeah and yeah that was food was good like you're not gonna miss food but if you um <laughs> do want to feel comfortable and want to have some comfort food i'm sure your mom and my mom like they would pack us our favorite stuff and oh, we yeah. would take like frozen suitcases <laughs> yeah no for sure yeah. that was definitely like so i would go home like i would always come back with two suitcases one would be my clothes <laughs> and the other would literally be just packed with food 
you yeah. know, before the food that just go put in the freezer and like it's comfort food, you know, like you some you can't always be eating out and you start missing like home food, especially when you're out there for like four or five months at a time. Yeah. So it was nice to have some kind of like comfort food there with me. Yeah, and especially like because like I think the because everything is imported things tend to get very pricey mm-hmm. and if you want to make your food like if you want to buy all the ingredients like I don't know I wanted to make one time something simple but it was like enough I think it was cheesecake yeah. <laughs> but it cost me so much I think it was it cost me a lot of money to make one and yeah. I was like oh my yeah. goodness like it's very expensive and <laughs> yeah if you want to eat some specific stuff from your from home probably it's a good idea to bring it because it take it with it. you yeah yep. that's one thing um what's another thing you could tell about the island the beaches are beautiful the waters are blue the sand is white and pink <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's always it's nice. summer weather you know like even in december you're gonna be at like 70 80 degrees it's amazing weather. It's amazing weather. And, uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's a nice, it's a very pretty island. And I heard that it's among of the Caribbean schools. It's, it's, it's a safe island. It's a very yeah, safe I island. Say, yeah. I honestly never had any issues. So Me neither. I, yeah, so I think it's pretty safe. Yeah, I, I, we lived in this place. It was off campus with an amazing view. Um, Talking about places, mm-hmm. I th- well, how would you compare them with with American uh, prices? Renting a a place down there, I think they're pretty comparable to here. Like me and my roommate, we had a two bedroom, two bathroom, and we would pay like almost a thousand per person. Okay. You know, okay. and then electricity was the only thing that I found that was a lot more. You know, especially yeah. if you're running your AC all day. But apart from that, like cost of living in terms of like renting was pretty comparable to the states. Yeah, I would say so to some part of states, right? Maybe like Cali mm-hmm. and um, maybe New York. I don't know. Is it expensive in New York, do you think, or no? I think New York is probably a little bit more expensive. More expensive. But I mean, like, yeah, but it depends on where you're looking, like you said, but on average you're looking to spend about a thousand per person or if you're looking for just a one bedroom you're looking at about like 1200 you know for mm-hmm. an apartment right i i'm blanking out but do you remember were we in the north part of the island do you know uh, i actually don't remember now oh, i want to google that right now <laughs> uh because I feel like that's where a lot of people are asking me, where should I live? Because English Harbor is in the south, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So English yeah. Harbor is actually quite further from the school. Like I know, yeah. I know a friend that lived there and then commuted down. I mean, if mm-hmm. you have a car, I guess it's not that bad. And plus traffic down there is really not that bad. Yeah. And it's doable. It's really not that bad. And they drive on the opposite side of the road. Yeah, so that's the only yeah. thing you got to know. That maybe that's true. I forgot about that. But also, don't forget about the road bumps. You know, you can't be cruising at 60 miles per hour down there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you be driving <laughs> slow. <laughs> yes. Um, school has lots of activities, a lot of health fairs, a lot of opportunities to volunteer. Uh you know, they even ran a five kilometer fundraiser. They have a lot of extracurriculum stuff down there uh, yeah, in the school program. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
we do fundraiser we like the local donuts the pastries oh yeah <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah i have good memories from that island do you I do like i definitely yeah. do i agree that's awesome um so would you recommend the caribbean pathway to students that want to pursue it yeah i would i mean if you're really passionate about being in medicine and you're not having your luck down in the states yeah then why not yeah i agree i uh, i i recommend it as well and uh, now we'll, we talked a little bit about how it is on the island and mm-hmm. it can it can get a little lonely like you said if you don't you know socialize and have support system so make right. sure you have that or you facetime with your family and and keep in contact i think on campus they also offer like um people to talk to they're very good about that they're very mm-hmm. approachable yeah. they are um there's also a health uh, clinic on campus i wanted to mention that because people have been asking if there's a where they can get health attention there's a health clinic on campus yep just pretty good and there is one hospital but there are also private clinics that you can get like a quick emergency treatment uh on mm-hmm. the island for example i had to get a asthma um kind of treatment and i went right away and they did a really good job um, okay there yeah so yeah it's acceptable I mean, Not a, yeah it's yeah yeah definitely um very nice um island i, yep. I miss it yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good times but the studying makes it super like t- t- to not enjoy it at times you know because it's so stressful <laughs> Absolutely. No, I definitely agree about that. I think about those days, you know, all I see is remembering my particular spot in the library where I spent basically two years, you know, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it was worth it. Yeah. And, you know, like just to give a little bit of background. So we, I don't know how, do you think that the curriculum changed right now since we've been there, right? They that's what i've been have. hearing um i have i don't really know anybody that's on the island now but i know that it's a lot different from how we did it right so but i think it's probably for the best because now you know they're making all the exams as nbme exams and that's oh. good because in the end you have to pass the comp and you have to sit yeah. for the stamp you know and be being prepared for those nbme exams from day one is probably better yeah and i think they're doing a lot of more small groups now and more online lectures that's what i've heard but okay yeah that's good too team-based learning yeah and so we usually have comps so the comprehensive and exams that we must take before we take the steps so we Mm -hmm. have to take those uh with uh, it was a passing score for us of a i think the first one was 75 or 72 I think it was a 72 on the island. 72. For step one, yeah. And then okay. I think for, for step, step two. sorry, step one was uh, 72. And then step two was um, 79 or 78. I can't remember. 79. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 79, yeah. 79, yeah. So basically before the USMLE exams, uh, the AU, AUA requires these two exams before to be passed, one for step one and two for step and one for step two and also they require for this clinical skills exam a mock exam so basically Mm -hmm. for all our exams we must take a preparatory exam which i i I thought it was really good um because it it can help you a lot 
uh, to first steps to prepare yeah, you very Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, they were good, um, especially like these exams in the beginning just kind of gets you in that stamina of studying and knowing what to expect. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, how do you feel that our graduation is canceled and it's going to be it's online? Kind of sad. <laughs> it's kind of sad because, you know, we worked really hard for yeah. like you know our big day but you know what in the end it's okay because look at the situation yeah. right now you know right so just gotta make the most of it and be happy about it and i'm just glad to be done yeah are you doing anything special that day online when we're gonna have you it know, honestly it just kind of sucks because like even when we got mashed and stuff thing went down on a lockdown so we couldn't even go out and eat anywhere you know and now it's That's still true. like on lockdown mode so i don't know if things are going to start opening up by the time we have our graduation online which i highly doubt it so we'll probably just do something at home at home yeah me too i ordered a cake so I'm just gonna yeah. eat it with my family but that's about it yep <laughs> we'll celebrate another time yes yeah there's gonna be good times um but yeah so basically um you know i just want to share a little bit about the island about the exams about our experience there uh, i'm sure like people who want to come to the caribbean route you know read online like we did and there's a lot of you know going around on forums and people saying it's a difficult pathway and stuff like that. What do you think? How did you find this experience, especially, you know, through your matching process? Um, did you feel like, uh, you know, we are a little bit different than the U.S. students in that way for to match? Yeah, so like sitting through this year's match, like you realize, so this year was the first year they did um, deals together. So rather than pools which are normally the usmds or the uh, mm -hmm. us imgs and then the regular imgs now we had the deals as well right so it was quite yeah. a different i mean experience from what i've noticed so like i would say your step scores matter a lot because these programs are getting thousands of applications and they're obviously not reviewing every single application they're getting and they're setting filters you know yeah. and through those filters whoever gets filtered in you know they're reviewing those applications and calling applicants in for interviews so I think your step scores matter a lot and also like the um, the connections that you make when you're doing your yeah. clinical rotations also matter a lot because they want to see whether or not, you know, you'll be able to work with them, whether or not you'll exactly. be able to perform that hard work. So those who definitely matter, I think, uh, big time. But as, as far as like matching wise, I think it's very doable. We're able to match, but it's just that we're just going to have to work a little bit harder. Yeah, I do agree with you, especially, you know, to do some rotations where you're going to match as an international student or, you know, make sure that people know you and know how hardworking you are and how passionate you are about medicine. Um, if you do have a hometown, just make sure like you show them how much you want to, you love their program, how much you want to go there because, you know, they want a resident who really, um, is going to be passionate for medicine that's one hard working and i think that would really want to be at that program you know that oh not just oh i matched here oh oh well <laughs> you know right, right, yeah, so yeah. i think they really love enthusiastic applicants as well like and um the fact that um they that they know you're hard working as well and um that you've proven that through your extracurriculum activities or whatever 
that also helps a lot. So um, if you are in school and want to do something extra, I think, I think now, because since now, oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you this, because now, because talking about scores, now mm-hmm. they're making the USMLE step one pass or fail. So yeah. now, you know, it's going to be a little bit difficult um, for IMG students, especially because there were, I think, uh, um, a lot of weight on the step one, but now I think right. there's more weight on the extracurricular activities. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, that um, and step two. So like, you know, now that two, yeah. you know, step one is just pass or fail, you're going to have to do really good on step two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the issue was that international medical gradu- graduates couldn't be in the U.S. so much, you know, and to do so much extracurriculum here, like clinicals, research, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be a huge thing now. I yeah, think. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they play out, and especially now, yeah. too, with this year's ERAS applications. I'm not really sure how they're going to go about interviewing yeah. with everything, you know, shut down and everyone not being able to take step on time. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how things change from here. Exactly. Yeah, it will. And I just wish everybody good luck. And um, yeah. if you're, again, like my thing is, if you're hardworking, passionate, and um, show that to the programs, um, you can go far and do well in yeah, your I career. Agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well... Here you have it, <laughs> the life of Caribbean <laughs> medical students. Um, so yeah, like again, um, if I'm repeating myself, but if you're passionate for medicine and this has been your dream, going to the Caribbean could be a very good option for you. We both went through it. It is not easy at all, especially <laughs> <with the> beautiful <laughs> distractions, you know, like we talked about, nice lifestyle. But if you put the serious work needed, um, it is 100% doable. So I agree. Do you have any other advice for our listeners? <laughs> yeah, I would just say don't give up, you know, just work hard and anything is possible. Exactly. Exactly. Anything is possible. That's that I really believe in that. If if you really want it, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Well, Dr. Amin, I wish you the best of luck in your residency and you're going to be an amazing physician and uh, looking forward to uh, having another podcast with you in the future. (laughs) Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to our day night podcast.